As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see... Salutations, mortals, and welcome to season two. This is From the Jump with your one and only host, Oaken. Today, we got a really, really special guest. This man is talented beyond measure. We got Reggie in the house today, ladies and gentlemen. Reggie, what's good? Tell the people how you're doing, my brother. We're doing great, but let me just say halfway talented. The rest <laughs> is all hard work. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait. Okay, okay. All right, all right. You know, so, that, you know the saying, man. You know the saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the hard, 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 hard work yes. beats talent every time? Every time, man. Every time. But when you're talented and you work hard, I mean, it's kind of like a cheat code, right? Yeah, definitely. That's when you become like a Messi and a Ronaldo, man. So <laughs> would, that's, that's a rare chance in reality. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Reggie, please tell these people what you do, man. Let them know why you want from the jump. Just a little bit of an intro so they, they know what's really good. For those um, that don't know. Yeah. I mean, for most people, I'll probably sound really complicated if it's the first time you're hearing it right now. Um, basically... I'm better known or well-known as a filmmaker, editor, creator, content creator, basically, in them. And on the side, or not even the side, what I went to school and, you know, what was my day job is architecture. Mm -hmm. And, yo, you know, so it's just like I balance the two lifestyles together. And once, you start, once I start something, I basically never let it go. So I'm still doing both architecture and filmmaking at the same same damn time. And then, yeah, this is not a complicated way. It starts getting complicated. <laughs> and then I also have a small little uh, alcohol business on the side. Uh, small. Gin. We are... <laughs> small. <laughs> We are still infants compared to the giants. That's that's why I use the word gotcha. small. Gotcha. So so definitely, yeah. Check it out if you're at spa, pick and pay, embassy, mm -hmm. um, oh, the airport. Okay, I don't know if you have an airport anymore though. Honestly, do we <laughs> oh, have an shit. airport too? <laughs> no, yo, yo, we just renovated the airport. It's still there. Yo, where's there got a flight to somewhere, right? <laughs> Yeah, so in a flight somewhere, you would possibly, you would see it there at the mm -hmm. airport, um, duty-free region. So, yeah. <laughs> also true, but like, you've touched only on a few things that you do, you know. I, I see you left out some things. Let's not forget that you also own a clothing label, you know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, you, you've there's got some other things. on and off again. Yeah, there's that on and off again. We, you know, we just release per, how do you call these type of releases, man, where it's, just a batch limited. On, on consignment, yeah, type of movements, yeah. Yeah. So it's not really, that's why I don't really call it a clothing, I mean, clothing line, because it's just something we do, and RFC stands for basically the film crew side. So it's like, as a team here, we just like decide, hey, let's just make a new batch of clothing, hey, we're bored. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Reggie, my bad, man, something just happened. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I see, I see some, some light here. Oh, hold on. Let me just pause this real quick, yo. I just got to plug this thing in. <laughs> Back at it. Yeah, now, you know, it's, it's, it's actually quite crazy when I think about how much stuff you've done um, and how you've done it. Because as you said, you've, you, you've done, you've done, by profession, architecture is what, what, you, what your occupation is, right? Yeah. But while you were yeah. studying architecture, you were also busy doing video. Yes, exactly. And I learned it from the University of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the best university in the world. The best one. Hands-on learning. <laughs> YouTube for real is one of those things. Like the University of YouTube, like you said, teaches people, if you use it properly, how to do a lot. I mean, as you said, you were going to University for Architecture and attending the yeah. University of YouTube for what then was a hobby. All right. Can you talk to me about That's those early days of your... Excuse me? I said at the same damn time. <laughs> exactly. You're doing a double major. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, can you talk to me about those early years of, of shooting and, and, and why you decided, you know, let me do this, walk around, have a camera attached to my hand while I'm going through this entire journey of university? I think before before I really actually started learning um, from the University of YouTube, uh, my first real experience with videos was came from, I think Samsung released this phone called the Samsung Wave. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is before now Android and <laughs> Apple took over the whole world. You know? Exactly. <laughs> when, when Sony was the so, shit. Yeah. So basically I took my first, that was my first time. Uh, it was a phone, but it had a decent camera. I think it was just above VJ. So if you put it in YouTube terms, it was a 360p. Okay. Because <laughs> VJ is 240p. <laughs> no, but it, for that time, it was definitely decent. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. that was HD, you know. As yeah, long, yeah. The phone screen was like half the size of this. So, I mean, definitely, if you're watching something on something really small, you're not going to see that it's pixelated and stuff. Exactly. So that was my first experience. And then, you know, you just do a quick Google search, hey, editing programs. Mm. And then that's where I found the first program, which is Sony Vegas. But this was still while I was in high school. I believe this was grade 11 or 10, actually. Okay. Grade 11 or 10. And luckily I had a guinea pig because KP started uh, his rapping around that same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, first video, I don't know if it's somewhere online, but I did watch it probably middle of last year with KP here in the studio. It was a freestyle to Amelie. You know that? Ah, Amelie, yeah, yeah, Amelie. yeah, the Lil Wayne Amelie, yeah. yeah. Amelie and here, yeah, that's all. So, <laughs> yeah. he was basically, we shot it just here at the crib. He was rapping from the bathroom, walking around the house too. It was basically what Drake did in... What's this, mm. the one where he's walking in his mansion? Um, I know which one you're talking about. I just can't yeah. get his name right now. The latest, I've been listening to too much yeah, music. Second latest. Is it? Where Gibeon is on the song as well. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, but yeah, you know, we all know what it is. He's walking through his mansion there around his house. Yeah, stuff. you're talking about so the Chicago freestyle. You're talking about the Chicago yes. freestyle, yeah. Yeah, that music video. So it was basically exactly the same thing. So we were ahead of the time over there. We don't know. Maybe he saw that video. And exactly. Like, yeah, you know, pulled it out. <laughs> now, now, Reggie, um, you just brought up a, a topic that I was actually going to touch on later, but we can touch on it right now. Um, you and yeah. KP, you know, that friendship that you guys have, along with your friendship with Script, the whole crew, Lioness, everybody, you guys seem to have formed a collective that people always wanted to have, you know, where people are from not, not necessarily overlapping as much, but complementary mm-hmm. in how they work together. Now, you guys have known each other for a very long time. Did all of this come about just naturally or was it also a thing of like, hey, hold on, in the future, if you're rapping and you're doing this and I'm, we can come together and make this do that. How did that all, you know, think, work out for you guys? I think the friendship started with KP because KP and I went to the same high school. And before, I knew before actually was, how do you say, when you're taking the rap serious or just taking it a little serious to, to think about it, you know? Yeah. So we were playing, we played football a lot with one another. We played for the school team. So that's how we, we spend a lot of time together. And as well, he stays in the street right behind me. So exactly. Literally that close distance. And then I think it was just one day where we just decided, you know what? Let's let's try this thing out because I know even before I started making videos, he, he was that's when he was dabbling into making music. And there was a time, you know, when SingStar was a thing, SingStar, on <laughs> yeah, yeah, PlayStation? yeah, yeah, we hacked we hacked a SingStar mic to work on the computer because he didn't, I, I believe, he didn't have a mic that time, so he used the SingStar mic just for this one recording session we had here. And uh, yeah, basically, then the rest is history. I guess from there, you know, he he, he turned into a serious like, hey, this is the stuff I want to do. And then mm-hmm. he just started doing more and more. Then we were like, okay, cool, let's make a video. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you say you, you 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 to speak about your videos. You have been part of some of the greatest, biggest most stylish, most viewed videos in Namibian history 
on YouTube and 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 even larger yeah. abroad. Um, can you talk to me a bit about the process of working with some of these artists? I mean, you've literally worked with some of the biggest names and up and coming names in Namibian uh, arts. So the question to you is, from these people, who was the one you least liked working with? You don't have to say the name, just the experience, you know, because everybody will ask you, yo, what was the greatest time you, nah, nah, nah. And you probably answered that yeah. one. What was the shittiest one where you were like, fuck, I never want to work with this person again? I wouldn't say the least favorite to work with because I work with a lot of the artists over and over again. Mm-hmm, but I'll mm-hmm. say the hardest person, like well, not hardest, like Most we, difficult. We, we rub knuckles, we rub knuckles against each other, you know. Okay. And she knows this, Linus knows this, you know. We're not <laughs> we're not the easiest pair to work work together, but we've done some really good ass work together. That's the thing. So you know, it's, we have mutual respect. It's like we know we. We know we always fight. It's like two people in a relationship. We know we always fight, but mm-hmm. you know the product at the end of the day. When it comes out, we are both happy. So right, definitely, right. I'll say the hardest person I've had to work with. But I just think it comes from the sense of like two two passionate people, mm. both having a vision, and Got then you. when two visions clash, you know, then both one or the other wants. No, let's do this. No, let's do this. No, let's do this. Let's not, you know, so it's kind of that that sense. But other than that, I think it it really aids the creative process because mm. I've never had a video that I thought Linus said I'm disappointed in. You know, nah, I'm not it disappointed in any of them. They all they all came so, up. I ain't gonna lie about that. <laughs> yeah. No. So, no. but then the easiest, just even just to speak on the opposite, the total opposite, man, the easiest person. I've had to work with, man. Uh, yo, I think this might be King Tidi, the dog. Mm-hmm. He, he is the easiest in the sense of he really just comes there and he's like, I trust what you're doing. Just do it. Just tell me what to do. And he just listens, literally. Like, I've never had somebody who's that easy to work with on set. So when All you right, just say, right. okay, yo, time to shoot. You, this is what you got to do. You're going to be uh, doing your best be in front of this backdrop and what, what, what. Clah, he comes there, does his thing professional. Clah, doesn't ask more questions and it's done. <laughs> now, now you <laughs> see, it's, it's like you lead, You keep leading me into my next question. I love it, I love it. You say, I, I don't even have to look at a screen or no notes. Now you brought up King yeah. TD, so let's go into that one, you know. You went from making hardcore dope music videos to shooting corporate sponsored videos to now shooting, you know, fucking seasons and shit. Like y'all are, y'all are busy with yeah. like, how do, how do you use PayPal's? How do you use what, what, how do you use? Like you're literally putting your finger into every media pocket. Like it's like, oh, you guys need what? You need some visual, what? Let me talk to you over here, come. So talk to me about how it is from that, that, that you know, transition from going to, yo, I'm shooting music videos for, firstly, I start with my homies to then shooting for other artists to then going to corporates calling you up saying, hey, yo, we got a bag, let's talk. Yeah. Um, I think, yo, how do I say it? I think advertising is really more what I wanted to be doing, mm-hmm. but, I, of course, needed a stepping stone into the industry. So, and the best form of marketing and videography, and this is basically giving a quick tip away to anybody. There we go, you got to have it. Through music. Through music, people, the artists already have their fan base, mm. you know, and they have reach already. So if you are just doing videos for them, those their fans or someone who's, who's well-connected within that fan group is like, but who actually did this video? We might need them for so-and-so and so-and-so. And so initially, like right now, I'm having a lot of fun doing ads and commercials and stuff. That's why I haven't really done a lot of, like this year, I don't know how many music videos we've released. You know, usually at this time of the year, you know, we're well into like six, six, seven videos. Mm-hmm. But like now, nah, I believe we only released like two, but then we've released a bunch of advertisements. Yeah, so this ad has so. been coming. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, 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 as you said, you've, you you really are enjoying the space that, that you're working in with advertising. Does, does that also, so my question to you is, 
your feeling about the work, does that lead you to say whether or not you, like, is that part of your decision process of like, am I going to enjoy this work? I, I mean, I like the bag that you're talking about, but like, is is it is that one of your determining factors if it's going to be an enjoy, enjoyable um, um, production? Like definitely now when I look at music videos, I definitely look at it from that point of view now because if I have to do a music video, because when you get into the music industry, shooting music videos, it's really not about the money. The budget isn't most. It's not, you're making a yeah. lot more in advertising and commercials because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. bigger budgets because it's corporate world and it's multi-million dollar companies and exactly. stuff. So, but then when you're working with artists now, when I see the idea, the song, I really now take it in that consideration. Do I really want to be shooting for this type of music? So, but in the early days, of course, I didn't have that freedom because I was trying to, you know, make a bag to increase equipment, get better equipment and stuff like that. But now I've been very critical and I think that's why I've only shot like two two music videos so far this year. Okay, no, and I mean, that that makes total sense, especially time-wise. And that was going to be my next question for you. How do you juggle the time to be like, okay, I still want to make music videos because I enjoy it. I want to help out some people, make some yeah. good content. But at the same time, I got, like, these corporate gigs are getting crazy. So, like, how do you juggle that along with, you know, the alcohol business? Because you do all the shit yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing you don't have a PA. <laughs> so, no, can you no, talk to me about your time PA. management and how you go through that? Well, um, for example, let me let me start with like the alcohol business. That is, I'd say, the easiest one to manage because okay. it's a product. You know, when when working with products, it's not like once a product is made, mm-hmm. the only thing you need to work on is just I'd say the basic advertising and marketing of it if you are going to do that. And at the same time, in the alcohol business, I'm not alone. I have a partner in it as well. Okay. So okay. she handles the the other stuff of it, you know, mm-hmm. the more critical stuff like the financing and coming up with with different marketing ideas. So I'm not really like stressed in that one at all. But okay. I'd say the the way I balance the architecture and the because I still have to do it because I still do like there's not a lot of people who do architectural rendering mm-hmm. in Namibia. So I still have to do like that type of stuff. I mean. Because I do enjoy it's it's creative work. I still enjoy right, it, right. so I'm not going to stop it. You know, so it definitely what I had to do with the RFC now with the filmmaking company. Mm-hmm. That's when I started employing. So if you notice, like the timeline wise, we really started growing the business, getting people and investing in human beings. Mm-hmm. Was beginning of last year. So last year we dispersed just two employees and now we have four employees, permanent employees. So like just that alone helps take the workload of the day-to-day running of the, the film company, such as you know, just keeping up to current jobs okay. and stuff. Yeah. No, okay. So it's no. not all on me. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, when it comes to working with international artists, you know, um, just because I yeah. know you're also looking at, of course, branching out and, and, and growing. Um, how do I put this? Do you do you also, because I mean, some people will look at it and be like, all right, I looked at your portfolio and like you had a lot of, you know, music videos and things like I'm an artist, I, I need a music video. And then I saw a lot of corporate work for a long time, like a yeah. lot of corporate work. Um, how do how do you then, when people approach you and are like, as big artists are like, yo, I, I want a music video, but I don't know if you can really do what I need because you, you're more corporate. Yeah. Like, have you ever had that interaction going with you? No, not really. I mean, I do have a long track record still of music videos, so I don't really struggle in that sense. But our conversation always just starts with the B word. And the B word is budget. So just to be able to see what is it we can do and what is it we can't do? Because, you know, there are artists who come with crazy ideas. There we go. And then I'm like, oh, how are we going to pull this off with this budget? You know, it's super tight. <laughs> so you see, so, and that's... Yeah. The, 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 the people being so unrealistic, and then that's another thing I wanted to touch on with you with that question, is just people being unrealistic with what they expect you be able to do. Or not that you can't do it, it's just 
they don't have the money for you to be able to do that. Because a lot of these things, you also have to go out and like get additional lights that you, you, if you don't have enough lights or rigs and whatever else is needed. So how do you communicate those things to clients that don't understand, hey man, look, I heard that this is your price and it's just a music video. I want all of this in the music video. How do you go about communicating it without sounding like you're trying to be a dick also? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... I mean, sometimes I think you just have to try and set your foot down because we're not trying to move backwards in mm-hmm. quality. But there is every now and then when there's a really dope song that comes in and like the budget isn't meeting it there, but we're like, you know, just effort. Let's work with your budget. We're going to use the best stuff we can do. We, we have you in the studio and still make the song look like it costs like between 10 to $15,000, mm-hmm. even though the budget is not even 10% of that. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, it really just depends how, if the song speaks to me or it's really dope and I'm like undeniable, I'm like, yo, this thing is a hit or damn, this song is good then definitely I won't have a problem, you know, twisting my back a bit just to try and help the other person. That happened yeah. when there was an artist who, who just came in from, you know, I don't know where, he's Namibian, but mm-hmm. he stays in Finland or one of those weird European countries, man. Okay. Finland or Sweden, one of them. Mm-hmm. So he was here just for two weeks. He played me a song. I was like, okay, this is dope. Uh, he didn't have a budget for us. Like, okay, cool, yo, you can pay me later when the video is done even. Just you can shoot it here, and then when you're back in Sweden and you get your racks, then it's fine. I mean, definitely can get this this done for you immediately. Mm-hmm. So we there's definitely a lot of artists we have helped, and as well like the special we ran in was it in December last year or oh, no no middle of last year that thousand dollar music yeah. video thing. Yeah, yeah I remember seeing it. Yeah. So even like that, I mean, anybody can afford a thousand dollar video. Anybody. <laughs> you can you can like, lend the money from somebody. Yeah, like there's nothing in nothing. No piece of equipment here is cheaper than ten thousand dollars. I can tell you that. So when when we said a thousand bucks, we were like, you know, let's have fun. Let's mm. hear. And, and this during that period, we were not rejecting songs because just remember, what's good to me. I mean, what's bad to me might be good to somebody else. Yeah. So we still were like, you know what? Let's just give it a shot. Let's mm-hmm. let's every song that comes in that wants to shoot that project because they just have this thousand dollars. We're gonna do the best we can with it. And there's surprisingly good ass videos we shot on that special, which which played on Trace. Like um, the funny one was we didn't expect this one to go. Cup Economy. Oh yeah, I heard about okay. that one. <laughs> That video came out looking like it was, you know, I would say close to the $10,000 mark range <laughs> with what it is that's happening. And we're like, when we, we, we were editing this thing, and we're like, yeah, guys, I think we, we overshot this thing, like over, overshot this thing. It came out just way too clean. So no, that's, personally, that's in my top, that's in my top five videos that I enjoy watching over and over again. And that was a thousand dollars. You know, you see, so wait, hold on. I got, I got to touch on this. That wasn't even something that that I wanted to, that like I thought about in that sense. But this was basically for you guys, almost like a, almost a social responsibility type of thing to say, let me give back. Like I still got to pay my employees for the time and everything, but let's make it mm. the most affordable music video you will ever get in Namibia, and just do it for the artists. Let's go out, help people get the content that can help help their music move, get them listings and things like that. So my question to you in this is, how important is it for you that when artists start making it to push back into the society, but in a way that really means something, not just throwing money into it, but helping creatives move their art forward? It's sure. It's a double-edged sword even, just quickly before going forward with that. It's a double-edged, that thousand dollars thing was a double-edged sword, hey? Because yes, the artists and the industry loved it. But other, how do I say, I got a major-ass complaint from the, how do I say, other industry experts and stuff like that. And the thing, because they, I remember there was this 
long message I received on my Facebook, and you know I rarely go on, on my Facebook page to check it out. I'm just trying to see if I can find it, but in general, this message was stated like you are with that thousand dollar thing because I don't even know why it made the papers. I, I remember that thing went to the papers. I was in the Namibian newspaper, Reggie, and it was a headline: Reggie <laughs> offers music for one thousand. And I was like, it's saying nobody came to interview me to get a different side of it. They just, they just ran with it. The and so a couple of days after that article came out, and I was getting a lot of backlash from other industry experts saying that I'm devaluing the industry because if I bring my prices down, they were talking about it makes it harder for me to put food on the table for my family and I replied, yo, this is just a special, man. <laughs> That's what not, I was going to get at. Exactly. It's yeah. just, we're just having fun at the end of the day and even if you start from the get-go, every videographer, I would say, if you just picked up a camera today, I mean, you would probably charge $800, $1,000 because of no experience and you're also learning at the same time. That's like price for like an entry beginner level mm-hmm. videographer to, mm-hmm. to charge so I, I, that was my response to these people i was like guys there are a thousand other people charging these prices they're just not known so i i was just doing it to have fun and give back at the same time so it was double yeah. it That's yeah no, i can totally get how you say it's a double just before you go and answer the question like that double-edged sword thing i can fully understand right because if you look at it from mm-hmm. both sides, it's like, okay, I can understand that entry level, look, like a vo- as voiceovers. I'll use the voiceover example, right? Voiceover yeah. artists that come into the industry normally charge 150, 200, 250. It's fucking ridiculous to even yeah. charge that. Even as entry level, you shouldn't charge that. But they do because they don't know yeah. no better, right? But as the yeah. bigger professional ones, there's no way you should be charging that because then you'll decrease. But you also can't expect entry level guys to be charging a grand, right? Yeah. But again, your, the difference with your thing was it was a special. It wasn't something running for five mm-hmm. months, a year. It was a special. It was a limited time off. It mm-hmm. wasn't something that you went out and like went into newspapers and where we're advertising a thousand dollars come through everybody. Where we're like, you were yeah. trying to so the break the industry. <laughs> the newspaper really twisted that thing. Like they made it sound like it is permanent. It is there forever. <laughs> exactly. There you I go. was like, yo. Until today, we still get, like, we got a thingy. This was a message I received last night, day eh, on my IG. And this person was, and it's still related to that um, special. Because people, I swear that newspaper article really confused. He said, good morning, Reggie. When are you having another music video special again? Times are a bit tough out here. It's not for everybody, bro, but that don't mean I got to make my price cheaper. Yeah. It's not for me too. So we oh, probably we probably do another special like as soon as as soon as the corporate work I think it usually start mm-hmm. and I think that time we would have time to you know just have fun and be like you know let's try and shoot like twenty videos this month alone yeah, yeah. and get yeah. it done you know that special as well with the thing about a thousand dollars eh it allows me to also experiment mm-hmm. different shooting styles different shooting styles yeah. TV work. Because then I take that knowledge and also apply it then to my higher budgeted stuff because then I have all this time of experimenting with these $1,000 music videos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I can say, okay, this works really well. We can remix this idea and try and make it work in the higher budgeted video, of course. So, yeah. Okay, now I I get you. Now that that actually leads me to a very interesting question. So when when you talk about experimenting with with videography and and, and with shooting styles and even editing styles, yeah. how 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 important would you say it is for young up and coming videographers to experiment more than try and go with more established roots of doing things? Oh, definitely I would say in the beginning shoot for free. Do not be held liable. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a lot of uh, shitty videos I did in the beginning while I was learning. Mm-hmm. So okay. definitely do shoot for free, I would say at least for half a year. If you're just starting now, mm-hmm. for half a year, just shoot for free. Find what works for you because like every videographer has a different shooting style. Like I know my speciality is just um, 
clean shots and moving in how do you say straight lines okay got on you, an yeah. axis mm-hmm. with the gimbal or the slider and stuff like that mm-hmm. to get good shots out of it whereas another person would be really good in post work now uh, whereas he can shoot handheld and stuff like that but he's really really good in editing where he mm-hmm. makes that handheld stuff as just as good so definitely experimenting helps to figure out what it is you're good at and what it is you're not good at mm-hmm. now reggie what is next you know because you're doing so much you like what is are you, are you trying to shoot a movie like what the fuck is next because I, i swear like you always seem to be elevating every like it's like all right cool as soon as you feel a little bit of comfort you push something new out that's like where the fuck did reggie come with this idea you know so what's next like it, it, don't give us the whole scheme but what what are you yeah, looking at definitely i, I can't I can give a little bit of a point. I mean, what is it? A year and a half ago when I did the MTV show, The Challenge, mm-hmm. and that was my first time I was hired as an assistant art director. Okay. So, like, I've never been in, like, that is crazy unlimited types of budgets, you know, like, and, you know, art directing is basically putting together the set and designing the sets, how you know the camera is going to you don't want to use optics that are reflecting too much because of the camera so you, you need that knowledge so that was the first time my two industries came together the architectural industry because i know materials Here and choices go. and the film industry and i was able to design sets and come up with with the right material choices for mm. these these uh, sets so definitely looking into doing more of that because I would say that was definitely one of the most fun experiences I, I've had. And not to put too much out there, there is something though coming this year, which I'll be probably doing the same thing again. So it'll be my second time and doing something as big as that. In the Damn, that's nice, man. That's no, congrats. Even though I don't know what it is yet, I know it will come out. So congrats. I can say it first. You heard it here first, ladies I and gentlemen. I about it. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, but when, when, when you do yeah. say it, then you know I say congratulations first. Is all I'm fucking saying. <laughs> you know, you know those contracts where they where where it's written that you might get sued for like two hundred thousand US dollars, and then you're like, shit. Don't say I shit, bro. Got US. <laughs> I ain't even got two hundred thousand US to give away. <laughs> it's like let me let me forget so that I signed out? this contract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so as soon as the show is out. And then I can, and luckily it's not a show, and I use the word, wrong word in there. So as soon as that thing comes out, then then of course I'll speak about it. Now, Reggie, you've started taking some people under your wing, um, you know, people that were in other industries before, such as uh, Tap the Guy, who still is a comedian, but now is she it features a lot at your your studio. Um, how did this come along that you know you, you you've started incorporating? not just the people that you're shooting in front of the camera but having them be part of yeah. your actual crew um how did this come about and, and and is it something that you're looking to do a lot more of moving forward But the nice thing of having top like top what we mainly hire him for or not really necessarily hire him it's like a collaboration with all these jobs mm. is top is a really dope scriptwriter and a lot of people don't know that he you know i think having that comedic essence with him he's able to come up with scripts that are entertaining to watch if you anything to do with paypal yeah and uh the smart cut you know the government mm-hmm. campaign to cut off your circumcision you know that yeah the circumcision campaign yeah, yeah. He, he made things which are usually boring You know, like getting how the hell do you advertise, make a commercial for circumcision, and how the hell do you make uh, a commercial for um, bloody online cell phone banking payment type of thing with PayPal? Mm-hmm. You know, and he basically found a way to bring that comedic essence to make it enjoyable to watch, and then at the same time you're learning about the okay. subconscious. Oh, know, no, okay. The same like with the. With the smart cut, it was like this whole thing where he made a story of a guy couldn't get a girl because the girl didn't want to sleep with an uncircumcised man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it was, it yeah, was, it was perfect. Me. You know that thing? 
in the beginning that thing got so much backlash it was pulled off tv it just <laughs> got back on tv i think two weeks ago so there are three seasons it got pulled off after season one finished and then people apparently there's too much complaints apparently it's like <laughs> i can understand it but guys it is marketing you know it's, we go. it's part yeah. of it so some people felt like no if i'm uncircumcised that is discriminating against my uncircumcised penis you know stuff like that but it's just marketing people need to catch the joke <laughs> and and it started the conversation i mean i think what people sometimes don't understand is you don't have to like something it's cool right but it started yeah. a conversation and i think that's also what part of the meaning of this entire thing was yeah it got pulled off of tv but it being pulled off started another conversation like should how how bad is it for this ad and i think that in itself is brilliant you know i didn't know that tap was the screenwriter for most of these things like i thought he was just but, you know part of the talent but, pool which is amazing to hear but, you know what i mean he's really really good like i'm personally i wouldn't say i'm as good as a script writer but he's on that pro level where i can just throw any idea of hey we have to make an advert for essence which mm-hmm. is yeah whatever room freshener okay so you would find some ridiculous i'm pretty sure you'll find the most funny engaging type of script to come up with this essence thing mm-hmm. and that's something he's is really great at so i trust nice. him a whole lot of you with scripts no that's amazing that's amazing now moving forward i mean there's I, i'm sure there's a lot of people that want to work with you of course you don't have the time but from your point of view um artist wise let's go that way who would you still like to work with that you haven't worked with in namibia or even in south africa or anywhere in the world really but first let's keep it african wise who would you like to yeah, work with and then it. and then you can go outside <laughs> okay in namibia there's this kid named dia fox okay he yeah he's got really really good music it's mm-hmm. i'd say on international levels of almost blowing up type of sound you know right, right. folks, right. shout have, out have that appreciation for that type of sound I haven't worked with him yet I haven't met him yet mm-hmm. but I have been keeping up to date with his music and everything's always really good and okay. I always have these ideas of like them and this which this idea we have saved here on this computer mm-hmm. would so work with this the song and then if you're looking more into essay ah in essay I would say I'm more I'm usually better working with females. Mm-hmm. So definitely something like Nadia Nakai because females I I feel put more into the music video. Because okay. if you're just shooting a nigga you already know okay we got to get bitches, cars and money. And it's done. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> and booze, wait, don't forget the booze. <laughs> and booze. Yes, and booze. So definitely it's a totally that's why I prefer working with females they their videos it's a lot more of a thought process and it's more fun creating it's like the chukune video mm. you know I've done nothing like that before that but she entrusted the idea of let's shoot this like 80% full VFX video you know mm. which is hasn't been done at yeah. all and it still hasn't been done till you know this video came out So definitely in SA I would, I would even say there's no VFX video even to that level in South Africa as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Definitely females if you want to explore better content. So basically what you're saying is women just have a greater scope of what like they, they don't they don't short sight themselves. They're not like ah let me just do the yeah. norm, show with the homies, kick back, drink. They're like hold on. Like if you look at Lioness's videos, I'm always like shocked at how she's always just trying to push a new barrier, uh, push a little bit further the colors hit the bird harder it's always like yeah. damn you know what i'm saying no, i hear you i hear you so no that's okay yeah. okay okay now now i want to ask you some controversial shit <laughs> right i'm sure like when you yeah. said you brought up a little bit of how you know people gave you some backlash on doing on doing the the special um, when it came to videos yeah. but i also know how artists have fucked up egos it's like yo reggie why did you shoot that person's video better than my video i know somebody came to you with that bullshit do you get those calls where guys try to give you beef because they feel you gave somebody else a little bit more shine or more attention to the video than on theirs 
Yeah, that does happen. And it's unfortunate, man. It's really unfortunate. Because, like, I mean, I can shoot two big budget videos, mm-hmm. and but one will always, and they can be priced exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But just, I feel it really just depends on the song and the ideas that stem in with that song that would set it apart. Like, you can come, like, for example, I'm not too good with uh, traditional music. Okay. Yeah. You can come here, give me $20,000. I wouldn't really know exactly what to do because I'm more of an urban uh, music video director. So, you know, yes, I could try and put those urban ideas into a traditional song, but it would feel out of place. And then the person would, after it comes out, people would be like, but you shot this video better than that video, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. So it happens. It definitely happens, man. You can't control it. All right. Uh, no, no, definitely not. I mean, but uh, the, you, you can't even mitigate it. There's nothing you can do. People are going to have that opinion, right? Now, exactly. f- furthermore, like, do you guys, I mean, you know, you've, you've, you've yourself, you know, seen some of these rap beefs that happen in Namibia and uh, how long they go on and sometimes how unnecessary they are. In your industry, I'm sure there's, there's, there's uh, a few jabs that get taken here and there. Are there some people that you, because of past experience of... Uh, past experiences, excuse me, refuse to work with or have industry beef with? Or is it just all love and, and, and peace with everybody? Oh, I wouldn't say it's all love and peace, but definitely there are a few people we as like a group here at RSC would be like, okay, yo, we, we can't work again with this person or something because, mm-hmm. you know, they're not respecting our process of mm-hmm. work, you know, because it's one thing to, how do you say? It's like going to a tailor and like let's say you're going to a really boutique special type of tailor. You know, right. every videographer has a specific uh, niche mm-hmm. that they're good at. Correct. But if you go there with like, let's just say you, you're going there and you want to go make a tracksuit mm. at a, a suit tailor, you know, stuff like that. It's... You know, it just doesn't complement our work at the same time. Yeah. Because then we, it's not, it's just, that's how, like, there are a few um, people we definitely wouldn't work with again because of, because of that mismatch. So mm. this is why they say, if you want to get far in life, now you need those horse goggles, you know, the thing, the blinders. Yeah. That at least, if, if you stay going in a straight line, you're going to go further and keeping a broad spectrum mm-hmm. when you're going to be running Looking like left, this right. all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So yeah. Just and keep it to your plan. Mm. But, uh, no, yeah. no, continue, sorry. No, I was just going to say, so if you keep to your plan, you're, ba- you're definitely going to go further in that specific direction that you're going to be doing because there's always going to be somebody else who will cover another, in the, another specific niche that they can go to. So for me, it's not really, that's not, I like competition but you know there's nothing bad about it so if there's someone else who can do that better than me i'll always recommend an artist mm. yo this really is what we do but there's this other person that i know very well you can go to them they do that really well so, now you see now yeah. you see that's 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 being devoid of ego in your work right it's just to say look it's cool i understand you want to give me this bag and everything thank you for coming to me but like I don't specialize in this, but my homie over there at that other company, or not even my homie, just somebody I know. Those people do it well. Go over there and try and see by them first, right? Now that level yeah. of 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 not needed, because some people will say now, nah, but Reggie, you know, I'm an up and coming artist. I need that money. I need the bag, right? So what would you say to somebody when they have to um, balance out, you know? passionately knowing that they can do this thing really well and it would probably move their 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 um their name and their their their, their name in the industry further because yeah. it's something they're good at or chasing a bag because they need the money what would you say to somebody that's like Reggie I, like I need to make this type of choice right now well actually it's speaking from the artist's point of view because we've had this problem many times and it still keeps happening where we do recommend go to somebody else for this specific job because they would do it better. But then they're always like, no, I want to work with Reggie. Mm -hmm. I want Reggie films on the thing. And, you know, then, of course, now you can't 
turn the person down because they are very like they know what they want and the reason they came to you even knowing that hey Reggie doesn't do this type of Correct. of music that often enough to to make a credible you know resume about it that they still just they're like no we want Reggie and I feel that's also the how do you say it's the bad side of clout mm. in general because like there's a lot of good people who can do like work but then people just come to work with me for example just for you know Reggie films and then the he name. shares it and then so many <laughs> people would see it and then oh if you work with Reggie films it means that you know you spent money mm. you know stuff like that it's mm-hmm. I guess I don't know it's maybe a flex or something so yeah man people also want to be seen how... they want to be seen with that RFC on the on, on, on the video and they be like yeah, yeah I'm part of the crew <laughs> And that that happens a lot. It's like Direct X. I mean, if you get if you have a video with Direct X, I mean, you definitely uh, you know, basically you would think of yourself I'm on the same level then as Drake because I worked with the same person Drake worked with. Now you just paid so the same person. I fully understand it. Yeah. <laughs> All you did was pay the same person you're not on the same level. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. People would think that that's the problem, and it's the same also in the advertising industry. It's mm. like, oh, who did this ad for F&B? Then the other bank would be like, yeah, let's also go and work with this person. Mm, 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 so exactly. stuff like that. Exactly, mm. exactly. Now, Reggie, before I let you go, because damn shit, we're actually almost at an hour and 20 minutes already. Uh, you Are see, you I, I told you, I told you, shit flies, bro. It's quick, it moves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you must see. I did the one interview. I think it was on Monday. No, last week. Uh, the first one I did last week, Saturday. I think it's three hours long. I gotta cut that shit down Jeez. to an hour. It's gonna be a shitload of fucking yeah. editing, man. Good luck with that. Man. that <laughs> But it's fun. Yeah. It is fun though, man. It's fucking mad fun. I won't lie. <laughs> oh shit! Hold on, wait. Yeah. I was gonna ask you a question. Uh, I have to edit that part yeah. now. <laughs> um, yeah. So now the final question I wanted to ask you, Reggie, right, was, you know, you've done so much. You've done so much. You've you've shot so much for so many different industries. So my question to you is, yeah. the one thing that you passed up where you were like, shit, I should have taken that commission. I should have done that job. Was What was the job mm. that you passed on that you were like, fuck. Ah, I can kick myself in the ass for that one. Okay, luckily I have the opportunity again to to work with these people. We just oh, started cool. speaking again. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember before DJ Castro, I think, dropped his first video, mm-hmm. and you see DJ Castro is, you know, yeah, he's, he's moving up. up. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Now. Yeah. So there was a conversation for this that job. So definitely that was a missed opportunity there. And luckily now we're fortunate to have the opportunity to work with um, his team again, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're not gonna miss this time. We're not gonna l- drop the ball over there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, sometimes we're you do you, a Tom Brady. Yeah, like, but sometimes you don't. You don't. You're gonna do a Tom Brady. <laughs> That's the way. But you know, sometimes you don't know what's gonna be in the future. What's gonna happen? And. Y- It's an opportunity cost type of thing, right? It's a thing of like right now, oh, I can't do it. Oh wait, actually, there's another one, eh? Yo, mm-hmm. this one I'm sad actually. I even forgot about this one. Um, this actually would have been my first like proper essay job. Okay. So just last year when the pandemic started, I think we only got started kicking in March um, mm-hmm. our pandemic year, yeah, lockdown yeah. rules and stuff, no? And this was the same time that um, the xenophobia stuff were happening in SA. Mm-hmm. And so I got, con- there was a contract I was supposed to do for Trace. They, I think it was Trace Festival, you know Trace, the TV yeah, yeah, channel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they have this festival thing. So I was supposed to do some recording for them. I was supposed to go fly down to SA shoot and all of that stuff because of the xenophobia of you know the foreigners and stuff and yeah. also with the pandemic at the same time you know it you know it made it very difficult to to say no it was cut out bro. i was trying to i asked everyone around me like yo okay this is what's happening there this is the problem there's a pandemic and then there's this xenophobia <laughs> thing right now in essay 
should should I just take the risk and go down there? You know, with my, I was actually going, I was looking at driving even because I like driving down to SA. Yeah, so I'm driving down there and have a Namibian, have a Namibian number plate. You know, so I was just wondering, like, yo, with people. I, I mean, I've seen the videos of these people attacking the cars, you know, and, and all everything. Of that yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So I was like, mm, that was the hardest no, and I still regret it because I mean, I haven't now been to SA since since then for a job. You know, so. Yeah, shit, yeah. damn. Actually, if I think Definitely. about it, SA is wild, right? Mm. I haven't been to SA since 2015. You see? Shit, that's a long time, bro. So that would have been a big job. I would have met a lot of connections because it's Trace Fest. There's a lot of big artists mm-hmm. which are going to be performing. Exactly, like, massive like, artists. So there was that to me. I saw so much lost opportunity, man. I remember I couldn't sleep properly for like a week shit. just because of that. I was like, ah, man. Should have just gone. If I lost my life, I don't care. As long as I did it, then all for the art, bro. <laughs> so yeah, man, that's 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 a real that was a real letdown job for me. Now, now, Reggie, thank you so much for coming through, my brother. This has been. A brilliant interview. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Reggie on From the Jump. Reggie, before you go, please let these people know where they can contact you, where they can book you, where they can, you know, send you SMSs to also say they want a $1,000 video, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely hit me up on Instagram and email. It's where I'm the most active. Mm-hmm. I know I have a WhatsApp and I know I have the cell phone number, but if you lived with this phone... For one day, you'll see why I do not like using it. You know, it's annoying. I barely people get angry for me not replying to my WhatsApps and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, dude, just call me. I mean, I can see a phone call. <laughs> I try not to open WhatsApp because, like, if you had to imagine getting like a hundred random unknown numbers messaging you every single week, random hundred messages coming in. You would be like, ah, I don't want to really go on this thing, on this app. Exactly. So definitely email or IG or call. Those are there we go. best forms of communication. He's lying to you, ladies and gentlemen. Don't call Reggie. He doesn't answer his phone. I've tried calling Reggie. He's lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my G. Like, if I show you how many, let me see how many. I, if I, go I think I even deleted time, your like, number, bro. I don't even think I have your number anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I you think see, I have your you brother's contact, number, though. You see, which is the right thing. I have 284 unopened messages right now on my I, I, on my WhatsApp and 12 missed calls on my... I don't know who calls through bloody WhatsApp, man. Like, <laughs> why? Why would you call through WhatsApp? Because you're not so, answering the message, Richie. <laughs> My brother, thanks a lot for coming through. This was brilliant, man. This was brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, from the jump, we're going to be back with another one. More than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see, I constantly think about one, yet seem to dream about another, making it almost impossible to visualize myself being with...